Hi, I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And this week on This Week with Larry Miller, we talk about St. Patrick's Day. We talk about the poetry and the essays and the great writing and maybe a little to do with the bars and pubs. But you know what? It's very meaningful after you've done something. Tune us in, and we think you'll agree. We'll see you here. This is Corolla Digital. Hello, my little Easter baskets. It's me, Allison. How's it going? Before the show officially starts, we have time to discuss a few things. Gary, I believe we have an iTunes comment of the week, right? Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. All right, our iTunes comment of the week this week comes from Jacqueline Sawyer, and it's titled, My New Best Friend is Hilarious. Thank you. Love this podcast like I love looking at pictures of cute baby kittens. Sorry, I find them cuter than duckies, puppies, and especially human babies. Every episode, I find myself laughing out loud at some off-the-wall observation that I completely agree with. It's nice to know that there's others out there that ponder the same things on a day-to-day basis. Gary's great, too, and by the way, I love finding things to pick out on my head, too. It is Well, thank you very much for your comment, and if you guys want to be iTunes Comment of the Week, just leave us a good comment um, and click five stars because that's our favorite number. It is crazy how much people are loving the discussion of picking scabs on your head. If only I'd known there was a community of people, then I wouldn't have been picking in shame for all those years, although I must say I don't really do it very much anymore. Yeah, the opportunity doesn't arise very often, but I never had any shame about it. Really? Really. You didn't have people come by and like tisk tisk you, such as my mom. My mom wasn't doing that to you. <laughs> no, she wasn't. Really, my mom was really not supportive of the head scab picking. Well, I, yeah, you must have been making it really obvious. How does anyone know that there's a scab that you're picking at as opposed to just scratching your head? Um, I think there was a special look of concentration along with my hand, my arm, my elbow in the air. Well, I think I probably had a special head-picking position, which was like elbow on some kind of horizontal surface and then forefinger and thumb as if kind of like a little scab claw. What was your position of choice? This is like asking someone where they masturbate. No, it's not. Okay. But I never picked my head in the shower because the (laughs) the texture, the water, have you noticed this? It changes the texture of a scab. Yeah, it makes it easier. No, that's – I would but never you, do that. Okay, easier. And this now we're talking about like if there's a scab on your arm or something. It makes it easier to slough off, but it's not the It's not satisfying because it's not like I just picked a grape nut off my body. That is so disgusting. I'm sorry, you guys. Right. Yeah, you wouldn't do it in the shower. That uh, that eliminates the pleasure. Right. Yeah. I didn't have a position. I just – whatever. I didn't – I wasn't making it obvious. I didn't want to take any shit from anybody. Smart. I wonder – I don't think this is the case, but do you think that the majority of people in this world pick scabs off of their head? I doubt it. <laughs> okay, just one more thing about this. Which is more fun? The When you do the scavenger kind of like feeling your head to see if there's a scab to pick or picking? Which was your favorite part? Picking. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And now for people who are turned off um 
I just seriously doubt my listeners are turned off. So I'm going to say, hey, you guys, there's more discussion of stuff like this, but not this specific situation in the episode you're about to hear because we had Ben Hoffman of The Ben Show on. And um, I love him. I think I love him. He was a great guest. And he's super fun to be around and fun to talk to. And we talked about OCD type things, although this one in particular didn't come up. Were you about to chime in with your fellow love of Ben? Yeah, he's great. He was yeah. really, really nice. And his show's excellent. The Ben Show on, uh, Comedy, on Comedy Central. Central, which we talk about a lot. He's great. And he, uh, he was really, really nice. Yeah. And had OCD for years. But anyway, um, now I wasn't going to do Hey, Go Fuck Yourself at the beginning. And I also wasn't going to highlight any iTunes comments for Hey, Go Fuck Yourself because the whole thing with Hey, Go Fuck Yourself is people say, don't you think that encourages people to be shitheads? And I always say, I don't think it does, but I do think possibly doing what I'm about to do will have that effect. But I just can't help it because A, I'm in no mood. And B, A. Here we go. All right. So this is – I'm not going to say the name though. I don't know why. It's the same pattern of questions every time. How did you get into comedy? Where did you grow up? What made you come out here? New York or L.A.? Blah, blah, blah. Um, right, right, um, right, right. That's not even the pattern of things I say. Um, I lived in New York, but I grew up in Orange County. Allison's interview style is like being eaten alive by an ant. It's slow torture. No one's ever eaten alive by an ant. But anyway, she throws everything but the kitchen sink. And that's not even a sentence. And you know what? I'm picking at the little things when there's like major things to pick at. The quality of her show is totally dependent on her guests. Good thing she only has self-absorbed entertainers on. Listen, you cocksucker. It's called being a good interviewer. So go fuck yourself. Hey, hey. The irony being those particular questions I did ask Ben, but I don't ask those questions every time. However, I ask questions that pertain to the guest and their story and what they're doing, and that is how you draw people out. Sorry that I'm not asking questions like, if you had a million dollars and you had to live on Mars or Saturn, which one would you choose? Or other super specific, specific. Pacific questions. Oh, and P.S. In case I didn't already say it, which I did, go fuck yourself. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Sometimes it's good to just get it off your chest twice. Um, let's see what else. Oh, something completely mundane, but which I want to ask you guys. For my long-haired listeners, male or female, what do you do about the long hair and the drain? Because I bought one of those drain strainer things, which I really like this one because uh, – it it's metal and it looks good and it's not one of those plastic ones that's going to get all yucky like some some of the plastic ones do and it sits there and it it's totally flat but today get this i watched as my hair snuck under the strainer and slid down the drain and i thought well this is not effective at all so that's my question for you my long-haired listeners what do you do how do you not have your hair clogging the shower drain all the time But then I strangely have kind of a high tolerance for standing in like half an inch of water while I'm in the shower. Even an inch. Two inches, then I just feel like I'm in a shower bathtub. Gary, how do you feel about water backing up? Not a fan. Are are you – some people are horrified by it though. No. You're not horrified. You're in the middle or – Very little horrifies me. (laughs) 
Really? I imagine you as somewhat finicky, and I mean that in a not bad way. I am finicky, but I just get upset if it doesn't work. I'm not, it doesn't impact my life. It just frustrates me. Horrified, horrified seems to imply that it would impact my life. Yeah. That that I wouldn't be able to handle it. Like, like my friend, um, Anna, not the Anna that you guys might think I'm talking about, but a different friend, Anna, from a long time ago, told me she couldn't handle it because she couldn't have the water closing in on her from both directions. That's a horrified kind of thing. Yeah, definitely not. That's like, not I don't know. like the idea of standing in filthy water when I'm trying to clean myself. That's dumb. Right. But it would, I would just, yeah, hmm. get some Drano or something. All right. And one more thing on my mind, and then fan phone call. I was talking to someone last night, someone in showbiz because I'm fancy. Uh, and he was saying that he had received some advice from someone else in show. I don't know why I'm not just saying the names. I probably could, but I feel like I would have to clear it with um, Dave Damashek first. Oops. Uh, someone else and their advice was whatever you do, if you feel like you didn't do, if you feel like whatever the project is, if it doesn't cast you in the best light or if you didn't do your best work or if you just didn't come off well, do whatever you can to kill it. Don't get into that mindset of like, oh, I put so much work into it, so I should put it out. And I thought that is so interesting and it's completely the opposite of my um, – the way I've been doing everything, which is just like I put everything out there. And there are so many videos that I've done over the years, really informal, like like if, if a post-it note uh, was a video and they're out there. And they're not good. They're not shot well. They don't sound good. I probably don't look good. And I'm, what I'm saying is not articulate. And they're out there. And I just figure, man, whatever. Uh, but maybe I shouldn't be so meh, whatever about it. And by the way, that did sound like I was saying meh, M-E-H, and I kind of hate that. So sorry. Um, maybe I should – I mean I can see how it would be good to just have things where you come off really well out there. So if someone Googles you, they're just like, wow. Here's a video that has 100,000 hits and she's amazing as opposed to this like a few thousand people watch this thing where she's talking about picking her head. I don't know. But then if I'm only going to put out stuff that sounds really great, the last nine minutes of this are going to have to be killed and we put in so much work. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, weigh in, you guys. What do you think? I feel like my way is much more – organic and um, new media and letting it all hang out and being pretty transparent. But maybe that's just an excuse for laziness, a rationale for laziness. I have no idea. Let's call Johnny. You have reached the Sprint voicemail box of... Hello, Johnny. It's Allison from Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Alas, we have not reached you. Um, And I, for one, am pretty disappointed. I'm going to speak for Gary and say he is too. Now we'll never find out um, how you got into comedy, why you moved out here. I'm just kidding. That's a reference to something you don't – you won't even know what I'm talking about until you listen. Anyway, um – Thanks for um, being my new best friend, and um, I love you. Bye. I feel like the messages I'm leaving for people are getting weirder, and I feel like I'm getting weirder, which is okay to a degree, but there's a, at a certain point it crosses into not okay, and let me know when I get there. 
Although I feel like society will let me know when I get there. I feel like little things begin happening. Like, um, I don't know. You get letters in the mail saying you're no... I don't know what happens, actually. Someone who's a pariah, let me know how you found out. Just t- just walk me through it. That'd be great. All right. Here is uh, part one of my interview with Ben Hoffman. I already explained. He's great. You'll love this. Something I should clarify uh, because it's sort of confusing or um, elliptical, which is a fun word. So use it. Uh, or vague in the, in the episode. I made reference to the fact, or we both made reference to the fact that there were a couple camera people here. We were filming it for just, I don't want to say what it was all for yet uh, because it's one of those things where absolutely nothing might happen. And then I'll be like, oh yeah, that thing, nothing happened. So it, it could be, it's like, it's like the, you know what it is? It's like people who are going to have a baby and they've decided one day we might have a baby. That's where that's where this is. I'm like one day we might have a baby, but I'm not ready to tell you names yet because it's a, this is a long ways away from any – and possibly we could lose it. And I'm not talking about a baby right here. Do you know what I'm saying? I hope you do. You might not. What I'm saying is, uh, yeah, something was filmed and it's just for like a personal promotional potential future project or something. So glad I decided to explain this, and I'm so glad that I haven't made it even more confusing. Uh, I love you guys, and we're going to be giving away an iPad from our good friends over at Citrix and GoToMeeting. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I wish that I could just have the iPad. I don't see why I have to give it away, no matter how many times I say this. And by the way, this is not me expressing how I feel. This is me dropping a hint, a big hint that no one is picking up. It's just sitting there. It's making me uncomfortable. So anyway, here's how you can have my iPad. Uh, Tweet us at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F with the answer to the question, if you could host a go-to-meeting from anywhere, where would it be and why? And then use the hashtag AllisonFreeiPad. Okay. I love you guys, um, and I'll talk to you later. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. It is me, Allison Rosen, and I'm sitting here with Ben Hoffman. Hey, Allison. Hello. From my new favorite show, The Ben Show. You haven't I, watched the show, have you? No, I've watched every episode. Seriously? All three of them. Thank you very much. No, I, I really that. do love it. We're making eye contact, so I know you're not lying to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, by the way, I just want to say I was warned ahead of time that the intro music was going to be very loud. It wasn't that loud, that was like was a it? two. Yeah. At best, maybe a three. What does the scale go up to? For ten you? to ten. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was actually thinking that. I was thinking that Gary, my producer, always warns people the music's going to be loud. That's nothing against Gary. Well, I've had guests look at me like, whoa, monster, before I started yeah. warning them. On yeah. this song? But yeah. It's so good. It, it is good, but it's it's jarring. It starts with a uh, a strong drum solo. And by the way, I watch the show, too. It's fucking great. Thanks, man. I yeah, was going to say, I, you were complimenting me on the show, and I interrupted by talking about the, yeah. the loudness of your theme song. So I know. We should, and so we now, should go back to that. Maybe eventually. But first, I want to say, I always expect or hope the guest will sort of dance a little during the song, and you didn't. What's that about? 
No, I, I did a little head nod. I saw I? nothing. I saw no. no I know I, you did not register any sort of you know what I was felicity focused? of spirit. Well, so I was focusing on because he told me to work like the the intro music was gonna be really loud to pretend that like it was hurting my ears. Oh, that was my bit. Yeah, did, yeah. I so see. then there was no room to time right. to dance or anything. See, that just shows that funny people are kind of narcissistic. Because it's all about kind of Barry. Do you feel narcissistic? Oh, of course. Yeah, that's all I've been. Do- I've been. You know, I've been talking about myself nonstop for like the past two weeks. Yeah, you were saying. Well, no. Let's first let's go back to me telling you how much I like the show, and yes. then let's talk about the, the let's other. Let's focus stuff. on that first thing. Well, first let's focus on this first, which is so I'm I have a Volvo that I'm leasing. I got a new Volvo. Right. And the fucking thing, it won't lock. This the thing on my thing. But the key, the thing. key thing, but you know, but there's no, there's not even a key option. Oh, is it, it's keyless entry. So that this so guy's like fucked. telling me how awesome it is to have keyless entry. Well, today would have been a good day to have a key. My car sitting. This is not the nicest neighborhood. Nothing wrong with it. No, my car has been broken into here. Yeah, well, my car officially if it won't be broken into. It'll just be opened. Yeah, but I don't know. Enter. I was asking the crew here, including Ben Plymer, the cameraman, um, if my car automatically locks, and we're not really sure. I'm hoping it does. But if I well, will, if it's not there when you get there, then you'll know that not only does it not lock, but you, it's yeah. easy to start. It's keyless driving. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And for the listener who's wondering the reference to a cameraman, what we're talking about, we're not going to tell you. Who secret. cares? Yeah, really. Seriously, yeah. everybody tapes their podcast. That's you mean right. you can tell them if you'd like? Oh, well, we're just filming a little thing, but you're never going to see it. But I love you guys anyway. I'll explain more later. It could make you never know. I would. Well, I mean, they could, but most likely not. If but they so, know you. so anyway, and you're my new best friend, which is we've already talked like ten times longer than we did on, on the Adam Carolla show. Yeah, I know. We what do you really, mean by that? We just never really talked on that thing. Yeah, we talked for two seconds before. I'm, it's it, we're, we have a very good chemistry here. It sounds like we've been friends for years, but I just met you. And I'm happy to be here, and this is very thank you, very fun. So why a Volvo? Because you, I imagine, like you're sort of newly. Successful. Well, I well many things. One season one of a show. Don't get too cocky. Okay. Because you don't want to spend all your money on a big fancy car. Like you don't want to fly too close to the sun. Yeah, exactly. If there's no season two, I got problems. I mean, my car was literally about to break down. I had to get a car. It was no option. So I was thinking, I didn't want to be that douchebag who had like a new TV show and like a BMW Mm -hmm. or a Porsche. Well, I would never. I, feel, I wouldn't even know how I to know, drive that. I was going to say so many, but it's really just a handful of people who that's the first thing they went out and bought. Seriously, because yeah. I I don't care about cars at all. I really don't. I just want a reliable car that drives. And my friend uh, Craig, who this guy used to live with, um, is Once like again, Mr. Reference car. To the cameraman's not going to work for the listener. Oh, should I? Oh, is pointing not doesn't work on podcast. Um, he was saying the most sensible car that'll make you look not uncool. But make you look like you're won't look look like an idiot is a Volvo because it's right in the middle. Like you don't look. Who are you like, trying to impress? Men no, or but women? I'm saying. I, I, well, I'd like to impress women, but I don't want to. You're asking if I'm gay. Is that, is that the question? No, I'm not gay. No, but thank you for offering because I, I would have eventually. I mean, I know, but who I'm trying to impress is everyone. Yes. So that's to answer the the first question. But I. Didn't want anything too flashy, but I also don't want to be like the – I didn't want to be the dude who's like new TV show and I go out and buy like a $300 car to be like, ah, this hasn't changed me. I want it to change me some, mm-hmm. but it fucking hasn't. Do you feel like your friends at home – and home is Kentucky, right? Lexington, Kentucky, yeah. Do you feel like they're waiting for you to change? They've been waiting for, for me to change for years. It's just not happening. It's not sticking. Nothing's happening. Like, uh, I mean, listen, 
the show, I'm really happy with the show. It is what it is, but it's not like a giant. I mean, it's still early. It could By the time this airs, it could be a giant hit show. Probably not. But it could. <laughs> but it's nothing has changed. It's, I'm the exact same. Like, I just texted the EP on the way in here, like, are we fucked? What does that mean? I don't know. Just like a general, th- like a general text oh, like, to okay. alert, like, are we in trouble? Are we good? Like, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I feel like it's finding its audience. I uh, I sent out a tweet. To, for, well, that's another subject we gotta get on. I gotta get off. Of, fuck off Twitter. You can't. I know. That's a thing. What was that? It was an accidental noise, but it worked as sort of punctuation for I gotta get off Twitter. Yeah, well, I haven't had this conversation it. a lot. I, I uh, don't cut that out. That 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 he's like apologizing. It's not that big of a deal, man. It's toy. No, you know what, Gary. It's my producer, Gary. Why did you just write fired on that pad? <laughs> That's not cool. I, no, what I wrote was Gary with a circle and a slash. Whoa. Um, he takes accidental noises very – he takes it to yeah, heart. He seemed bummed out about yeah. it. Yeah. And it's real. like it couldn't be less of a I think deal. he feels like noises are sort of his purview, and if they happen, then he's – Falling down on the job. I don't feel. Is that chime in here, Gary? You're talking. You're talking me into it. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I mean, I'm supposed to be engineering the audio. If something comes through that I didn't intend, then what the <laughs> fuck am I doing? Like his jo- But now that I think about it, your job is to make sure your f- only job is to make sure what just happened doesn't happen. That's kind of what that's I'm saying. That's how he looks <laughs> that's at how it. I, that's how. But I it is kind of what I think about it. Now I'm taking his side. He sucks. And in the early days of this show. He said to me something. I was like, "Really? Like, don't don't even worry about it." There was something that he was really bothering him, um, and he's like, "I know, but it's just like you're so cool and you're so easy to work with, and and I like, and I fucked this thing up, blah blah blah." And I feel like now, now that I've grown into the role, I don't think he would have. I don't think he would couch it in that way. Huh? Interesting. I, mean, I don't I, think I'm as cool and easy to work what? with anymore. You're not easy to work with. You seem I mean, very easy to work with. I don't think that's fair at all. Oh, thank you. Tell me more. I just thought that was an implied thing that I didn't need to keep saying. Oh. I mean, obviously it's nice to say and I should say it more often, but well, it's always nice to hear. Yeah, I no, I just I feel terrible. This is your product and you work really hard to make it good and I when shit like that happens, I feel like an idiot. Yeah. Oh, Gary. It's a buzzer sound. Thank that you. that shit ain't cool. Uh, well, you know what it sounds like? Did you have one of those early Macintoshes, those Mac those Yeah, like the like remember, the cream colored ones? Yes. Yeah. Uh where the screen was like one fifth the size of the computer, and yeah. you could choose the different tones you wanted, and there was like a boing or a yeah, I never chose that or one. something. Yeah, it sounds like what, what it happens when your like. Volvo won't lock. That was a, that's what they call in the business a callback. That was good. Yeah, I know the crew can't even keep their laughter to themselves. <laughs> no, what I was going to say about Twitter. So I put right on the way before I left. I tweeted, "I will RT." I have like no Twitter followers. I will RT the craziest tweet about the show that's filled with the most curse words mm-hmm. i just read over them on the walk-in and they're fucking insane that's good that means that you have um no but there weren't that many of them there was there was, few, but there was like the worst language i've ever heard in my life like read what? A couple? yeah i would hold love on. that hold on let me see if i have reception here hold on that's just, i just got a reminder to um go to my therapist I'm yeah that's right. actually what that sound was was a reminder yeah. <laughs> During, you forget to go to your therapist? No, oh, I have until I put the reminder in there. Hold okay. on. This is what guy wrote. During the fucking Ben show, I finger my mom's cunt with my dad's dick while my pug finger fucks my sister's twat. I love the Ben show. That seems a little harsh, right? I mean, do you, can, we, can we even air, air that? Um, is that too much? I'm, I'm hearing it. Oh, air that on this? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, We've heard worse. Oh, really? No. Uh, 
fucking fuckwads got to eat. Oh, that's just not even that funny. Hold on. And then, no, then this congresswoman started tweeting me. The Ben Show will make you stinky doo-doo bum bum all over the farty stupid TV. Good flippin' show, you ask me, boobies. Hail Satan. Hmm. How do you feel about that one? That was not as good. Yeah. Um, hold on. There, but there was a real dirty one. There's like a bunch. Of, that motherfucking cunt ass hella dank bullshit. The Ben Show. Uh, I think I think this bit's played itself out. But no, in the middle of all that, I found out that a congresswoman was was tweeting me, mm-hmm. and then I said, you know, this seems like a weird time to find out that I'm being followed by a congresswoman. She's like, well, I'm just a big fan. I, this old woman, I love the show. Then I retweeted a bunch of the more nasty ones after, her, and she's still with me. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Do you do that thing of ner- like when someone um, who is in the public eye starts following you? Do you sort of nervously check to make sure they're still following you? I've never that done that, but now that you mentioned it, I'm sure I probably will. You know who I lost? Who'd you lose? S- so fast, it was as if I never had her. Mindy Cohn from Facts of Life. Fuck her. Who cares? I do. I'm the biggest Facts of Life fan yeah, ever. But listen. So Mindy, there was- w- what what year was Facts of Life? Was uh, it started? I think in '79, and it went um, until right now. As far until as right I'm now, concerned. no. But I'm saying Mindy, Mindy Cohen is in '82 unfollows you. That's something. Mindy Cohen in 2013 unfollowing you. Who gives? Who That's gives why a it dart? was such a slap in the face. Because I mean, I she has like a hundred followers or something. I'm saying, yeah, I would just. I, I, I would, think she accidentally followed me. That was my sense because I, from the she time she could have also she... accidentally unfollowed you. Maybe I need. My to guess is get she doesn't touch. know her way around Twitter yeah. too much. Right, because I hadn't even tweeted from the time that I saw that she was following me to the time she had unfollowed me. I hadn't even tweeted. What what could I have done to push her away? Maybe she. I mean, I don't want to get in your head. Maybe she read through some old tweets and saw oh, something offensive or something. That is quite possible. Um, <sighs> that's sad. But Let's, don't you? Don't, doesn't it drive? Like I was just talking about this. The, just just now. That's why it was on in my head. But like, I'm talking to the microphone. The just ha- just having this much access. It just is is freaking me out more than I thought it would. People having this access to you? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I don't. I, my show's not that popular. My Twitter's not that popular. But I like live tweet. The, like you can read every. I mean, it's mostly positive. I'm not. I, but just it's just weird the idea of uh, who did I reference the other day? Like if I was a kid and like I could, I found out I could tweet Axl Rose, and there was a chance, even like a slim chance, he would listen to me. I would have never shut the fuck up, like, giving him reviews on every line of every song he ever wrote. And, yes, now people do that to you? No, I'm just saying in general that it's weird that we live in a world, though, where that can happen. Yeah. I'm getting too serious for the— No, it's okay. The, uh, we can be philosophical. No, it is. You know, it's like having that magic phone, which I don't think exists in a short story, but it should, where you can just pick it up and talk to anyone. But I need to just get off it in general because then I'll—the worst is you go and there's like, oh, shit, I have nothing. There's nothing on here. Yeah, then you I'm dead you- in the water. This show fucking sucks. No one's even talking to me. Do you have the option of getting off Twitter? Like, aren't aren't isn't there a, no, an expectation I, that you will no no keep no up I can't yeah I, I cannot get off Twitter now. Like, I mean, I'm just not legally, but like, they, I have to be on it for the show, which I'm happy to do. But I really want to be like, who was it? I'm oh, I met some people uh, uh, recently who worked with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, and they're like, he's not on Twitter. I was mm-hmm. like, God, I cannot wait till I'm successful off. enough to get off Twitter but I could also just get off Twitter if I wanted to as well so it's all it's all on me it is you know <coughs> so let's talk a little more I just coughed off the microphone no you're a real pro I've done this before yeah so you, you were saying that you've been doing interviews tons of interviews for the last two weeks yeah I mean yeah it's, it's been a little nutty because I'm sick of 
I, I mean, I, I'm joke, half joking about the narcissism, but I, I, I'm get, I'm definitely getting sick of uh, talking about myself. Mm-hmm. The same three fucking stories over because I don't, I'm not really like a great wreck on tour. I don't have a lot to talk about, as your audience is probably unfortunately <laughs> figuring out right now. But like the small, like Kimmel is. I don't mean to name drop, but like that's so much fun. Like that's exciting. Big audience. Conan, you know, big fun. The Corolla thing. The I feel like now I'm just naming off my press stuff. But and like the magazine stuff is fun. But like uh, the real small papers or like the Skype interviews with the dudes I've never heard of. Like it just gets a little. But hopefully it all adds up to like you know twenty thousand followers. Do you feel like that has to? By the way, this. Narrate what I'm doing. I'm shaking my head. Looking You're sad. shaking your head. Looking, looking sad. Looking sad and telling me what to say. Yeah, exactly. All do you right. feel like that has to do with the quality of interviewer? It seems like this is folding back on me and it's that's not where I'm trying to take it. Um, Yes, but I also – it's probably me as well because I uh, – if I see that it's a smaller place, I'll like – I won't give – like every big interviewer I've had, had – Obviously started at a smaller place. So I should give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Maybe they're great. Yeah. But that being said, some of the smaller ones are cool. Like you know that if you talk to a smaller place and that they're like asking new weird questions you haven't heard, that's cool. They thought about it and they've seen the show. There's just there's some people who you can tell just haven't done the Alice and Rosen type of research. <laughs> that's you right. Know, haven't seen all three episodes. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, now – I was trying to describe the show. I was trying to just put into words what it is that I like about the show. Um, and I was saying that there's something so sweet about it. But then the and then you showed was, a clip and someone was like, this well, is the The person police. I was talking to yeah. who, who also has been watching it was saying that, well, but at times it actually is a little bit mean-spirited. But I, I, I know what he's saying, but somehow the whole show always comes off as – Sweet and absurd. That and is one of the nicest compliments I've ever heard. Because Which part that, of it? Your part, not your friend's part. Your friend is dead to me. <laughs> but the the part to me, the most fun would be to to make the most disgusting, offensive show possible, and and have you, someone like you go, that show is so sweet. Do, but, because it is kind of in a way like I like I. It was my point to like be re, way meaner. To myself than to anyone else on the mm-hmm. show, and make fun of myself more. And I don't like being mean. I don't like being mean to other people. Sometimes if they, you have to watch the show to kind of get it. But if I hand someone a card to introduce a sketch and they read something disgusting, I give them the option. I mean, people don't see this part, but I give them the option. You don't have to sign if you don't want, because everyone who's on TV don't forget has to sign a release. To be yeah. Wait, Central. wait. I want to come back to that. Let's just real fast for listeners who don't know what the show is about. Let's I don't just... even know how to describe it, but I'll try. Yeah. Why? Well, I'm interested in your description of it. Okay. Um, it's a sketch show loosely so far, so good. each yeah. show each episode has a theme mm-hmm. and sort of an adventure that you Ben playing yourself go on and there's also a lot of man on the street segments each new clip is introduced by a person a random like man on the street person that you're talking to and you hand them the in- the the copy to intro the next uh, clip and then you ask them to deliver it to Cameron and there's always something funny in choosing that person to read Whatever it is. Isn't th- – that is a perfect example of why this show is hard to describe because that is a perfect description. And yeah, it t- but it doesn't but get but at it. it. Take, but it takes a long time to yeah. explain it. See, that's the problem when you're as revolutionary as I am. Right. Words that can't n- now, people, well, now the whole room is laughing. Um, <laughs> you can't – it's it's hard to dis- – it makes t- 
it may, this, to me, when you watch it, it makes total sense. But mm-hmm. the this, this description of it always sounds dumb. How, how have you been describing it? I just say it's a sketch show, and in between the sketches, you see me in my real life. Yeah. Because that is real me, and that's all the people I'm dealing with. Right. Are, your therapist, your dad. Those are all – that's my therapist. That's my dad. That's my – Todd Bridges. That's my Todd Bridges. Those are all, like, the real people in my life. So it's, like, a weird mix of, like, man on the street with sketch comedy. And they enter – Twine? Twine into a story somehow. How did you sell a show like this? Because I feel like they're supposed to be the quote-unquote elevator pitch – you know, you're supposed we to be did able not to have in a that. sentence. I, I pitched it a little differently than when it was is what happened. What, what happened is I, I'd done a lot of like writing work for a Comedy, Cent- Comedy Central, so they had been fans of mine. And I'd done some on-camera stuff for them too. Uh, and I, I Was, was that on the Norm MacDonald show? Yeah, I was on show? a sports show with Norm. I was a writer. Then I was on, and they kind of nudged me on. To, I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to be on camera, but I really did. And uh, <laughs> then I wrote some stuff for them. And then I had done some other on-camera stuff on other – TV shows that they liked, and they like let the left the door open. Like, if you want to pitch something, let us know. Which like, other shows did you do? A bunch of pilots that didn't make it. I wrote on the Roseanne roast, and uh, I wrote that joke about her being uh, big and fat. <laughs> now the room's laughing. Now somebody's laughing. Yeah, that's somebody <laughs> like that. Uh, you know, but I wrote variations on the fact that she's big and fat. And uh-huh. by the way, met her, and she was like, like uh, when I met Roseanne, just like I'm looking at her, like. Holy fuck. She's not really that fat. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's not that fat. Like, we're fucked. We have four hours of Rosanna's fat material, mm-hmm. and she's fucked. Not to mention the, the two hours of Sharon Stone material, and she didn't even show up. Um, anyway, enough about Roseanne and Sharon Stone. Back to me. And then they said, uh, you know, if you ever have a pitch, let us know. So I pitched him something, and this guy, Mike Gibbons, who co-created Tosh and co-created this show with me, I was like, you know, I've I've kind of seen your, you know, man, the street stuff. You should do that. But we also want to do sketches. Like, how do we figure out a way to do sketch and real stuff? And uh, I'm like, well, what if we just have real people introduce the sketches? And then we're like, well, I mean, this is all the whole show came together in three minutes. And I'm like, well, how can real people introduce the sketches? We can't like just they're not actors. They can't. We can't give them like cue cards to read. They'll just look like they're dumb actors. I'll we'll just we'll just hand them a piece of paper and we'll write the intros for them. And they'll just read it. And then we go, oh, that'd be a funny way to intro this. And then we can write anything and they'll read it. And we went out and shot the pilot and we just figured out, like, people will read. If you hand people – if you say this is for Comedy Central, will you read this into camera? It's about 99.9% of the people will do it. Mm-hmm. No one will say no. We had, I think, one no the entire first season. Like, everyone's just like, sure, whatever it takes to be on TV, I'll do it. Wow. Do you write – Write them ahead of time and then find the people, or do, I mean, do you try to match up what it is with the person? No, we have an idea of who the person is because of the low budget nature of the show. I have no way of, um, you know, I don't. There's no pre interviews. There's no meeting the person ahead of time. So there's no way to, you know, kind of, you know, like I would never want to make fun of someone's physical features anyway. But like, we don't even know what the person looks like. It's just like. We know that, like, for example, the person's going to be, like, teaches tantric sex, so we'll write about that. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have, like, variations on that, and I'll just pick a card. When I Sometimes I'll, re- I'll rewrite them on the spot for the person if they have, you know, if they did something crazy during the show. But, yeah, you don't – it really is as fly by the seat of my pants as it looks. And it is as re- – because I've got – I've been getting a lot of questions, too, 
about how real those interstitials are, and they are all completely real. And then the sketches go off into creation land, and so, which is the part that your friend, friend probably thinks is mean. Or I, don't think, I think he meant the the interstitial stuff. I don't I don't yeah. know that he really meant mean spirited, mean spirited, but just is he continuing to watch? Yes. All right. So who yeah. cares? No. And I but I love. Um, I think the thing that had me laughing like a, like a child was the sketch where the the guy kept falling through the chair, and then also <laughs> the barfer. Thank you very much. Those are two sketches that everyone said. The, the the fat Kyle. It's called. His name is Kyle. He has a name. Was a. Uh, one of my favorites this originally came from this idea that this one of the writers, Sean O'Connor, really funny guy, giving him a shout out if he's made it this far into the podcast. Um, well, if he hasn't, is that because of you or me? Probably because of me, because he's been sick of hearing my shit. Um, I thought that was so funny. It, I'm, you're getting me to a larger point, which is I read a review of my show. I'm not going to name the place, but it's a place I, I really – Respect their reviews. It was, you know, some positive. I don't get. I don't really get thrown by reviews of. I don't really care. This sentence really pissed me off. He's like, this sketch called Fat Kyle is fat guy just smashing through chair after chair after chair. It's like if you're looking for a wink or a nod to camera at the end, well, guess what? You're just not going to get it. You'll be waiting forever. And I'm like, it pissed me off so. Not not about like a personal insult about the show. Like the idea that we've come so far. I mean, I know I'm not making a show for crit. Listen, no one. I wasn't. I wasn't watching an Asian woman walking down the street and smashing a gong, going, "Man, this is critics are going to love this." <laughs> but I also like the that we've come this. Like critics are looking at it like the fact that he wanted a wink yeah. after a comedy sketch. Like, I'm, dude, it's just a fat guy falling through chairs over right. and over and over. That's all right. it is. It's someone slipping on a banana peel. It's that exactly. kind and of I humor. Want, and it's. Thirty. But, it's when you think there's ten. There's like fifty, and we couldn't have spent. We couldn't have blown more money or wasted more time on this dumb fat acts. Kyle. That's what it is. Yeah, f- yeah, f- fat Kyle sketch. And we were just like, how many chairs can this fat idiot fall through? And then just to see that that he was hoping for like more, like a wink, like that's something a critic wants. That's not something. Yeah, the I'm just trying to make. Doesn't. I'm just trying to make people laugh, and that, that review really rubbed me the wrong way. But I do like. I I, I do like the AV Club. So, but but fuck him on that one. So you, what is your story? You're from Kentucky. I'm from Lexington, Kentucky, and um, I uh, I grew up Jewish in Kentucky and uh, not a lot of Jews around. That's probably where my uh, comedy came from. I mentioned on Conan the other night, only because in case people saw it, I did have a blind one-legged rabbi. That is true. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't really I, – I didn't even know – I'm trying, I was trying to think the other day. Here's a question for you, Allison Rosen. Okay. Now that I'm turning the tables, if you'd know, you know, would you would your career path have changed had technology been what it is now when you were a kid? Oh, that's a good question. Um, would it have changed. I got my start in print journalism, so so maybe it doesn't affect you then. Well, but. But if technology was what it is now, then that print journalism wouldn't even exist. So I, I guess my answer is no. <laughs> no, okay. Because I was just thinking. I don't know. I'm just. I was just wondering because I didn't get into. I didn't really even realize, you know, being from Kentucky, that you know that there was such a thing as. I mean, being a, having a career in comedy seemed as crazy to me as you know, being a movie star or a rock star. I didn't, you know, I just didn't even know it existed. I'm just wondering if like hearing these kind of po- having access to these podcasts and stuff as a kid in Lexington, Kentucky. 
would have moved me further into it. Maybe it would have talked me out of it hearing like, you know. Are do, are you suggesting that perhaps it might have gotten you there faster? No, I'm just curious. I don't know the answer. I'm just wondering like shows like this where they interview comedians so much. Like I would have learned what the life of a comedian is like at 11 yeah. instead of 26, you know. It's just weird to me, for me to think about that. I don't know the answer. Well, I don't yeah, have it an answer. You, it, it makes you wonder all that information – being inundated with all that information, might that have actually – uh, made you like been daunting. Yeah, if I'd heard a guy has his own TV show and and is worried about the the payments on his Volvo, like maybe I would have not gotten into it. Right. But also hearing about like how to do it and stuff, maybe would have got to even learn like that some other dude, it was just a dude from Kentucky who moved to LA. Like maybe that would have talked me into it. I don't know. Well, so what did before comedy? What did you think you wanted to do? I I mean I was the most. Uh, I was about to say uninteresting kid, which that is true as well. But I was so uninterested in everything. Like I had really bad ADD. I was so spaced out. I couldn't pay attention to anything. And I really like – people were worried about me because I, I had no interest at all. Like literally not just sitting in my room. Were you watch- anxious? Well, here's the thing if you want to get deeper into it. Uh, I, was, I was so full of anxiety still and I still am that it was um, – and I spent so much time trying to cover it up. That's what caused even wor- like ulcers almost because mm-hmm. I tried to look like the coolest cat. And the fact that I said coolest cat probably doesn't help that. <laughs> but like I tried to look like Depends I didn't have anxiety. what era this was. Yes, this is the 40s. I was trying to look like the coolest kid around looking to make people not know that I had this much anxiety. How were you trying to do it? But just not – but not kind of being quiet and staying out of the – you know, becoming invisible. Right. And I mean I wasn't like a picked – I was just a normal kid but – and no, I but I remember uh, very young when someone would say, how are you? I would sigh and be like, okay, because I decided that's more interesting than saying good. But is that really how you felt? Um, I don't... Were you an anxious kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I was anxious and I was shy and uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, was, I wasn't a happy kid. I did, you know, so many – well, I don't know how many people actually think they had a happy childhood, but the notion Who of a does? happy – Right. Some people must have, but I always think they're yeah. lying. But they're fucked now, most right. of them. But no, I was – yeah, I think it's it's very, very similar. Just so much – my thing was – and I'll blame – I'm going to blame my parents on this even though they're really good parents. I was just undiagnosed with everything. I found out later I had AD, ADD, horrible ADD, but I didn't know it at the time because I wish I still had this school. I was so good at memorizing things that I could memorize stuff like the night before and get – you're never diagnosed as ADD if you're uh, – now I'm getting into medical talk. If you are if you have good grades or decent mm-hmm. grades or Bs and are right. quiet, right. That, why would anyone – as long as you're getting Bs, you know, you're fine. So like if I was walking around, you know, around the room screaming or getting – failing my classes, they would have known something was up. So I didn't – I wasn't diagnosed with any of this stuff and the anxiety and all the 8 million problems I have. The almost until, ulcers. The Well, it actually was ulcers and then, you know – OCD and all that crazy shit. Ooh, how does your OCD manifest? Oh, it's really, really bad. I mean, like, I went to – this is crazy. That, that I went to actual behavior behavioral therapy classes. Do you know what that is? Um, no. So what you, they do is – and it's, this sounds made up, but I swear to God it's not made up. I would go to a class to this hospital where these like, college kids would teach me and like professors where I would literally touch the ground and then touch my face. 
to like they 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 overexpose you to germs and stuff mm-hmm. to try to get you used to the germs. So I would like like literally touch a toilet seat and then touch my arm. Was that t- hard t- for you to do? It was fucking impossible. So was, were well, they germs said your, they, were yeah, your yeah, main yeah. Things? that, that okay. was the main thing. And then like it was so bad, like I would have to like I was reading a book and like. Uh, go to sleep and I would have to like wash my hands up before I go to sleep because I just touched it was insane it, there's, there's no re- that's rhyme or crazy I do the thing where I have to close it on a good word that's OCD yeah yeah I know but how bad is it though for you oh I always say all my stuff like that which I don't even call OCD I just call them weird quirks um, I always say that it's well it's really not that bad because if I couldn't wake up on like a one or because so. when I set my alarm clock, I don't like to wake up on a zero or five because everyone does that. I like it to be a one or just some random yeah, number, I guess it's, random, different... which is always one. But if I had to get up on like at nine o'clock, I could. Yeah. So, so therefore, I decided between weird quirks or OCD. And I think the thing is where it's just does it disrupt your life? Now I'm a therapist. Yeah, this there there are things that disrupt my life. I actually was just talking about this because it's been really bad lately. I am really indecisive when it comes to things that don't matter. When it's stuff that matters, like... Like the, what's an example of something that doesn't matter? Which toothbrush to buy? Which notebook to buy? Like how indecisive? How long? Like it took me like three hours. Three hours? But okay, si- since May, guy, yeah. since May, I was like, I'm going to buy a new Sonicare toothbrush. But I kept oh. putting it off because I knew that I was going to have trouble making the decision. So then, and I kept like I'd look at the website because there's so many different ones and they have so many different features and none of it matters anyway. But finally, I was like, I'm just gonna fucking just gonna do it. And it, I, it's I was See, really I may, like I'm, stuck in the chair. I for, may like, three diagnose hours. you as just picky on that one because I don't okay. know if that's that does sound like it's it's just frustrating. It's, it's, it, it does sound like it's influencing your life, but it doesn't seem like it's. I'm not. I'm not sure that's no, harming, probably, harming your life. Yeah, it, it feels uncomfortable for me to feel like for other not, not this pa- decision for other people. Like what color to get of something is difficult for me. No, I feel paralyzed. I'm not actually paralyzed, so it's not as bad. Yeah. Hey, you as, know what? Uh, Be safe. Yeah. Let's check it out. Go see a doctor. They'll diagnose you. Okay. And they're happy to take your money. Do you have insurance? Yeah. All right. So go check I talked it out. to Doctor Drew. And he was oh, like, "Oh, there's your guy." Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. He was like, "I think some part of you likes this," and could be true. I you, yeah. have decided. What were you going to say? No, about just saying you were talking about. It, but then again, I was just talking about it, and I don't like it, so that I, I, I negated my argument. Well, I've decided. I hate when you're talking about something that bothers you, and the person suggests that maybe you enjoy it. In fact, I feel like that almost deserves a certain something, which is coming. That that buzzing sound. Hey, Doctor Drew. Hey. hey. Fuck yourself. Yeah, because it's like no, I'm yeah. not enjoy. I you understand what? what you're saying, but I don't. The experience but, of it is not enjoyable. That's the no. That's a no win because if you don't talk about it, you're hiding it. And if you talk about it, you're trying to brag. Like right. there's no right answer. That's like saying I am doing heroin. I want to stop. Well, I think some part of you enjoys being a drug addict. Well, I guess maybe, but I. Well, that's why I took the heroin. Yeah. Yeah. Because it tastes good. Now I can't stop. Anyway, yeah. but you're back, looking for help. Yeah, yeah, but back. Okay, back to your problems. Though. No, but they just to say for my my behavioral therapy class. So they the graduation was you put was literally graduation. You would put your hand in a toilet. Oh my god! And then touch your face. And I told them to go fuck their mothers that I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And so then of course you know like you know, he was not was it it was a clean toilet though. Well, they're like you know my dog he drinks out of the toilet all the time and he's fine. I'm like I'm not your fucking dog, yeah. man. Like listen, let's like they. I would finally settle with taking a dollar bill and like rubbing it on my forehead or like touching. <laughs> I forget what I did. I may have actually even touched 
a urinal and then touched my balls, which was – that was just for fun, I think. I don't think that was the class. Right. But, like, that literally that's what I did. So, like, you do go to that class that, like, overexposes you to germs, mm-hmm. and then you're, like, in a in a public place and touching – like, touching this to the audience to know what I'm touching. The, the console. The console here wouldn't be a big deal now that I can touch my – because I've done way worse. Yeah. This is the point of it. So I've done a lot of that stuff and, you know – Do they like, have different classes for all the different sorts of things that are troublesome for people? Or is, is, yeah. does everyone have the germ situation? No, no. It's different stuff for different people. I don't know if they have the classes. for Like compulsions are harder. I mean th- there's different ones. I mean there's weird ones like um, – I mean there's like just regular – you know, step on a crack or you break your mother's back. There's that kind of stuff which yeah. is silly stuff. But there's literally people – what was this one I heard about where someone always thought that they had just they had just left their Volvo unlocked? No, that was me. <laughs> there was always one where this guy was driving and he always thought he ran over someone in his that his bike. Is that it, is actually a fairly common one. I don't know if it's that exactly, but driving when children are nearby, people yeah. are like. And actually, nope. I remember reading in a book that one of the cures is to drive. You know, in a school zone. No, but this guy, like, he literally, I think this might be from a book, too. Maybe that's where my therapist just giving me info from books. But he had to get out, look under the car, like, look underneath and make sure he hadn't run over someone. Get back in his car, drive. I think I just ran over someone. Get out. Like, that is where your life is. Yeah. That's like, you can't live. You're not going to, yeah, you're not. And that's what was happening to me where I was going to the gas station. Like, I would go out, get gas. I touched the gas pump. And then – is this getting too serious? No, this is good. All right. Um, I touched the gas pump. I'm like, oh, my God. My hands touched this dirt, dirt, dirty gas pump. I can't – I got to go back home and wash my hands. By that time, you're – it's like, you know, it's already nine. Right. It's like, just fuck it. I'm just going to stay home. Like, you're really just – like, like, I can't go out or – I'm going to meet people and I have to shake their hands or talk to them. I'm, what if I touch the – you know, what if I go to the strip club and the girls, you know, her things in my face? I'm just – I made mm-hmm. up that last part. But the – Could you, know, you go to a strip club in the height of your OCD? Not in the height of my OCD. No, no. And I'm not a strip club guy either because it just – I think you take OCD out and I'm just st- – there's a, there's a part of being germaphobic that's just germaphobic. Mm-hmm. And OCD, like a lot of like compulsions about like same as you, like I have to set my alarm for like a zero or a two. Like, not I don't have that one, but stuff like that, or check the lock like eight times. Where it hap- the the thing where it kills you is check the lock eight times, get in bed. I forgot to do the lock thing eight times. Get back out. Where you could literally do it eighty times in a night. Is it really eight times, or did you just choose that randomly? I just chose that randomly. Okay. I don't remember what my I ask because do you watch girls? I've, I love the show. I have not seen. I've only seen okay. a little bit of this season. I need she to has a thing where she has to do things eight times. Well, apparently, I read about. She does have OCD too, mm-hmm. and apparently, does a lot of OCD stuff in the show. Yes, which makes me nervous because I really do like that show, but I I'm scared that it's gonna. I'm gonna fall back into it if yeah. you see it. It's like I'm gonna be watching like I'm a dr- drug addict watching a, you know, a, 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 doc, a drug documentary or something. Right. But I think you know what I think I'll be cool. How much are you affected by it these days? Not as bad. You know, the key to – one of the keys to it I found out is being busy. And I've been really busy, especially with the show and everything that's on Thursday nights at 10 on Comedy Central. You like how I shot that plug in there one, yeah. one hour into the show? It was so seamless. And yeah, it was like it until fit you right in. drew attention to it. Um, but I – you know, I do a lot of stuff. I have a lot of duties on the show and uh, that uh, – I also have a lot of duties because I have a weak stomach. That was, <laughs> was a joke. Waiting. That was a joke we did on the show that we cut. Um, oh, I kind of like all duty humor. Yeah, I think I think I, you know what I think we kept that joke somewhere, some kind of duty joke. Anyway, but if I'm so busy, I don't have time. Like I have really bad insomnia too. But I do too. Do you take Ambien? No. 
one, once or twice I took it. And once or twice? Yeah. By the way, I d- not to talk about my show again. I did a one, I did one episode entirely on Ambien. Really? Which episode? I mean, it's 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 the episode Ben takes Ambien. It's not oh, okay. it's, it's, like I I, I was a was challenge like a... to see like yeah. I, I say it like I'm gonna do this entire episode on Ambien. Right. And by the end, you see me try because I can stay awake like. F- because Isn't that I'm supposed to be a fun high or something? People who take no, it and try to I, stay awake. Not for me. It's just like I just want to go to sleep. But I'm such a bad insomniac that I can take Ambien, and I can stay up for like four hours on it, four to five hours, which is supposed to be impossible. And uh, none of the, nobody on the staff would believe me, so they're like, "Let's shoot an episode on it and see how long you can stay up." And I stayed up. It was like six or seven hours, which is not bad. That's but good. it's it's weird that you are insomniac, but have only taken Ambien once or twice. Yeah, I didn't like the experience. It well, first of all, it wasn't the extended release, so it put me to sleep, and then I woke up. You mean like, Ambient CR? I guess. Yes, that's the one. Right. You should try. Go okay. on. Okay. No, well, I took the other one, the um, just the, the regular. Yeah. yeah, and I woke up in the middle of the night, so that didn't it didn't help me. That didn't mean it didn't work. Yeah. Well, it I, it put me to sleep, but then Take I woke two up. Two of them, right. and then I felt kind of. Um, well, now I'm trying to remember if it was Ambien or if it was Xanax that made me feel. I felt kind of stoned the next morning, but it was like a comfortable, relaxed feeling. But I still felt like I'm experiencing. I guess different a drugs drug have different hangover. reactions. Different. It's it's supposed to be out of your system, completely out of your system. Yeah, in like I didn't eight hours. feel like it was for me. So you take it every night. I'm trying to get off. I'm in the middle of a uh, Ambien withdrawal right now, but I'm I'm trying. That's my goal. I have a lot of goals this year. Oh, one what is else? one what else? one is to get people to watch my show. Two is to quit Ambien. And three is to um, get my uh, the locks fixed on locks fixed on my Volpa. I feel like that's All th- not th- very ambitious. I the mean, the, the last two, be- the last two are way easier. Yeah. Than the first one. Why are you trying to get off of Ambien? So I can live my life. <laughs> no, I, I, I. It's just I don't think it's good to just like just to just be uh, dependent, dependent on, on a drug, a drug yeah. to sleep. I mean, I, I don't take it every. I can, I can easily not take it. Like the point we were trying to make is that. If I'm so busy, like when I was a kid and I was trying to sleep and I just couldn't sleep, my mom used to always say, you know, Benjamin, when you're – if you're tired, you're sleep, you'll sleep. And if you're not, you won't, which is, I mean, stupid advice. Really <laughs> fucking stupid when you think about it. But it's kind of true as well, right? Yes. Because like if you need to sleep so badly, right. your body will fall asleep. I've had similar fears and discussions with my mom regarding constipation. Really? The poop will come out? When you need, you know, eventually it's going to come. I've never. I wish I would. I fucking would pray for constipation. That's one of my. Oh, that's, you that's got my the opposite. Four, that's my fourth goal that I haven't discussed yet. Ben, laughing at my fucking shit jokes. But seriously, I, yeah, I have the. I take Imodium AD. Like, I just like crush it up and put it in salad. I. It's like <laughs> I, I have it with everything. What were we talking about? Ambien. Diarrhea. How many Diarrhea. times do you go a day? Uh, well, my goal. Back to my goals. My goal list. I'm trying to do one. Okay. But it use it's often two. That's not that bad, I don't think. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's sometimes three. Okay. It's been four. But usually it's one. Not even kidding. It's like I don't know if I believe you. Well here's the thing. When I was when I had O C D and this is for the for for uh people who are getting grossed out. Oh turn to turn It's turn been off. worse. We've it's had Andrew worse. WK and Jim Norton. They're right, disgusting. Okay. All right. So I – when I had OCD, I had this thing that before I went out for the night, I have to go, right, number two. Mm-hmm. For, for those of you who don't know, number two is poop or shit. 
<laughs> um, so like because if I go out to a bar or something and I got to go, yeah. I'm screwed because I cannot use public restrooms. Because so, of the germs? Because of the germs. I can't put my my bare lovely ass on a disgusting – and again, that's OCD, but it's also – there's some real – I mean the bathrooms, toilets are disgusting Yeah, bars. So this, there's some yeah. realness in it, but I, re- I literally wouldn't be able to go. So I'm like, before I go out, I got to squeeze something out. So I would sit down on the toilet. Like if, like if I'm going out with my friends at like 9, I would get uh, – they're picking up the cameras now. They need this on camera. <laughs> so at like 7.30, it's like, all right, start the pushing. And I would just sit down and just try to squeeze something out, mm-hmm. which is really bad for you. Yeah, okay. I have heard this. I've heard that you should never strain. But he, how do you go otherwise? You know, here's what – here's Howard, you just sit here's down Howard and Stern's just, like, advice. Relax and only it just all falls sh- only out? Only shit when you absolutely have to. When you got to go. That sounds so uncomfortable. But, but if you're – here's my question. I'll I don't want to be a slave to my bowels. I want them to – like when I say go, we go. I guess, but he, that is very dangerous. That's what I hear. Like you, what can not, happen though? You can push your innards Apparently out. a lot of people – I've been told – maybe they're just trying to scare me. No, I've died. I've been died on the toilet trying, to, trying this, to squeeze out a turd. <laughs> is this true? Because That's what I've I hear. heard this too. But I just I know feel it's, like I know it's, it causes, it's never firsthand. It no one lost a family member this way. Well, here's the thing. That's a, that's it's done alone. So no one's like there watching them. Uh, like, maybe this is how Elvis died. No, he actually. Well, he died face down in the toilet. Oh. But he was he was taking so many painkillers, mm-hmm. and painkillers give you constipation. So, like if one painkiller gives you constipation, imagine he was taking like fifty. Imagine. Right. So he would sit down there for hours, you know, trying to. He had to so, push. So I think he was. He was. He got up, and then I think he was trying to throw. He was actually in the process of throwing up or something. But yes, he did die on the toilet. Um, but I, uh, I've been told that a lot of ER people they find a lot of people dead on the toilet from from trying to take a crap yes, and like dying the, somehow like, from like pushing he, too hard. If you're an ER, apparently this again, this could be made up. This is when somebody told me a lot. Like a lot of your calls are no answer, no answer. Bust down door, go to bathroom. Guy sitting there, sitting on toilet dead. Like maybe a little brown coming out. <laughs> but like just sitting there like nothing happened and he didn't make it. And like that's no way to go. Do you believe this? I have no choice but to believe it. Okay. It can't, it can't be good for you to sit there and just squeeze. No. Well, so but what is a healthy, a healthy, healthy bowel movement A healthy like? bowel movement is I feel defecation about to exit out of my anus. I'm going to sit down and put it where it's supposed to go, in the toilet. <laughs> that's where the stuff goes. I'm going to put it there. I'm going to clean up. I'm going to get up. You don't supposed to. That's how it's. You don't dilly dally. You don't sit down like, you know, squeezing out. That was no sweat or anything. No sweat. This is not supposed to be a sweating activity. I mean, this is a. Uh, again, I'm not the expert at this, but I've done enough research. All. Again, I'm going to quote Howard Stern. He said, "Only shit when you absolutely have to go." That's when you go, when you can hold it no longer. But you have to be ready to do it in public places in that case, obviously. But think about – let's really get into this. Think about the feeling when you're like, oh, my God, must go now. That's un, that's not a comfortable – for me, that's not a comfortable feeling. That's usually – usually there's a panic. Well, how about usually this? Usually there's – like when I lived in here's New a, here's York – Here's an uncomfortable feeling. Okay. I just died on the toilet. <laughs> well, true. Yeah, that's an uncomfortable feeling. True. So weigh those two. One is those oh, are, are those the only options, though? From what I've been told, yes. <clears throat> so when I lived in New York, I lived with my sister at one point, 
And I was... Um, and she died on the toilet? No. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Walking home, and I had the Howard Stern feeling. And I called her to make sure, A, that she was not in the bathroom, because I would have died, or not died, but... I know what you're you know saying. You know what I mean? And then I also asked if she could unlock the door for me and unlock the door downstairs. Like, I needed an See, usher. Been, I needed a poop usher, because it was... I could... I was... That was... I've never truly felt like I might just shit my jeans, but I did at that moment. How many times has that happened to you? Just that once? Just that once. Uh, See? Just that once. That's the only time it's happened to me where I haven't been near a toilet because I don't let it get to that point. But, see, sometimes that's just like bad. I'm just going to – I was going to say another one of my ailments, which is not a very serious one. I'm lactose intolerant and didn't find out till later. So you just described every time I would eat like stuff filled with dairy, Mm -hmm. I would get that. Mm Mm-hmm. And like, oh my god! Like, what's going? Like, you know, like musket. Like, literally, if someone, if the lock hadn't worked the first time, it was happening in my pants. <laughs> and once I learned, first of all, once I learned that to just take a lactate or not eat dairy, it was not that big of a deal. But I think those those occasions, like that you're talking about, again, you said it just happened once. Yeah. So why worry about it? You're talking about a once. But I'm just. I, I don't worry about it. I'm just saying, waiting until you can't. Wait any longer, but that didn't happen like because you. Long. That didn't happen because you waited too long. That no. happened. Because no, it happened because I received a call from a guy that I was trying to avoid, but I secretly wanted to see him, and I didn't know what to do. It's oh, so it was, it was literally ner- scared the it was shit a, out of me. Literally, it was, it was a nervous stomach. Yeah. Oh, so and I also needed to go. No, it, it wasn't. <laughs> do you remember what you ate that day? I don't. Could it could have been something you ate? Too. I feel like probably a salad based on volume. That's. I mean, yeah. So you remember what it looked like. I. I. Um, no, I remember the feeling of like, this is serious. Yeah. No. I've, listen, you're, you're preaching to the converted, my friend. I've. I. When I found out I was lactose intolerant, I was like, okay, no dairy, and I'm such an idiot. I just like, oh, instead of bagel with cream cheese, I'll just get something with no dairy. I'll get bagel with butter on it, which is more dairy. No one. Oh, told me. interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. And I would eat that bagel. And, like, it was war, my friend. It was craziness. <laughs> right. Like, this was, like... You lubed it up. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. And um, that that is when I got to that experience of just, like, driving home. Like, do I have to stop by the side of the road mm-hmm. and just, like, you know, take some... I don't want to get into too much detail here, but, you know. What would be a way of saying it without being too gross? Shit all over the Evacu- place? Yeah. Evacuate on the side of the road? Yeah. Take a shit over all, all over my friends. I have one more thing to say about this, and then we can talk about something that's not so feces. That's something that's not about based. taking shits? If you're really – sorry, I'm really hung up on this. If you're really waiting until this could, you – This is sounding like a little OCD. I know. But go on. <laughs> See how I'm ruining everyone's life with it? Mine, yours, everyone who's listening. Sorry, listeners. But you know what? I talk about my period sometimes, and so they're used to me making them listen to things that are disgusting. Well, you know, I think – Often. I often talk about my period. What, what did he just say? He said sometimes. I thought he said seven times like he's been counting. Oh, it's more than seven. I yeah. can't count that high. <laughs> um, go on. You're, you're talking. If this, you're this, really waiting until you can't wait any longer, what that means to me is the experience of a healthy bowel movement is – no, let me try to – I'm trying to figure out what it is that's stopping me up here, pun intended. It's It's that – 
all that's standing between you and crapping everywhere is like what? Just releasing something? Do you get what I'm saying? If if it's not coming out because well, you're pushing I, it again, I'm t- hopefully talking to an audience who can door. hold in their defecation. But maybe again, take the, my, the advice and move it back five minutes okay. or ten minutes or something. Don't wait till that last second, obviously. But the important advice that I'm giving to the listeners is a free PSA. Don't sit on the toilet and just push when you don't have to go. That's bad. Mm-hmm. That sounds like what you're getting close to doing. Hold on. I'm about to sneeze. I'm trying to stop it. Can you get this on camera? Oh, wait. You're one of those people who stops their sneezes? I can't. Gary yeah. does that. Gary, the guy who presses the buzzer at the wrong time? That's right. Yeah, that's oh. me. Those are my two skills. <laughs> Now, did you stop this sneeze now because we're recording, or assume, do you not yeah. sneeze in public? Well, sometimes when I sneeze, stuff comes out, and when you have to see that. Do you have a weird? Do you know how people? Some people you don't expect it. They sneeze, and it's like. No, I don't have they a weird sneeze. Squeak. It just it makes me feel uncomfortable to sneeze, especially on the like. I, I like what if I sneeze and snot goes? We gotta stop the podcast and like yeah. clean up. I know. And you guys got to use this mic, and it's always disgusting for the rest of your. Thank you. Any other anything else disgusting that's, that we haven't gone over yet? So, um, okay, you have a younger brother, right? Two younger brothers. Oh, two younger brothers. Yeah. One of them is in Scissor Sisters. Yes. You're the oldest of three. Are there just the three of three you? Three of us. Yes. One. Yeah, that is that. That's a true statement. And your parents are together. Yes. And what do your parents do? My dad's a doctor. What kind uh, of doctor? Internist. Um. My mom worked with adopted kids growing up, um, helped kids get adopted. Uh, my youngest brother is a doctor, and my middle brother, yeah, formed a band. Well, well, we were—I mean, we're all very close in age. But my middle brother Scott moved to New York, and I moved to LA. He's like, we—I—I I was much more interested in music than comedy at all, especially growing up. What do you play? I play guitar. You'll see me play guitar. On the oh, show. right, yes, the country song. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you see that? I did. People seem to enjoy that. I've been getting lots of uh, say the name of it. Eating pussy, kicking ass. <laughs> in case people weren't already talked into watching the show, <laughs> um, with my buddy Craig. You still live with this guy? Um, Again, they don't know who you're talking about. I know, but I'm just. Okay. It's, it's fun for it's fun for the people who who, who do know for the two yeah. people. Um, and he moved to New York, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm starting this band." And, like, I was, you know, I'm the older brother, so I'm, like, giving him notes and, like, you know, this is the – and he's, like, shut, shut the fuck up. And they got a record deal, and he's, like, you know, I think this – remember he called – because the band took off really big in England. And people now think we're, like, a showbiz family because, like, I have a TV show. He has yeah. his band. We had, I had no – neither of us had any connection to showbiz at all. We just got – both got, you know, lucky breaks. I would say he worked really hard and got lucky breaks. I just got the lucky breaks. But he, uh, like, he called from England. I mean, it's been a while, you know. It's like seven, eight years. Like, dude, our album's like really, I think, is taken off. Like, it's like in the top forty now. It's like then it was like in the top twenty. And he's like, our album just went to number one. This is crazy. Like, do you want to come over to England? We're playing the O2 Arena. I'm like, how many seats? He's like, that's like twenty five thousand seats, and we're, we sold out six nights. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you fucking asshole. Because like, I was obviously very proud, but also at the time when I was doing Wendy's commercials, it was like a little bit envious. I would go over there, and also they're very the what I call the front line. The three main guys in the band are gay too, so they have a big gay following, which helped me none in my because I thought having a rock star right. brother would get me laid. It didn't help at all because it was many many backstage was just gay men, so I uh, which is fun. 
it's fun for me, especially back then. I was more of a I was a little more of a party person than I am now. I just now I just sit in my apartment. But it was a what kind of party person were you? Oh, not too, but just like drinking and mm-hmm. occasional, sometimes smoking. But I don't. I just don't. I'm a Jew. I can't hold alcohol. I just get, alcohol just gives me diarrhea. Speaking of the subject we were talking right. about before, um, and pot just makes me paranoid. Like there's nothing really fun. Yeah. I've run out, I've run out yeah. of shit to do. Is that how you feel? Yeah, I, uh, I am. I cannot hold my liquor at all. But I'm a terrible. But drunk, here's my so thing. That's so, why I don't drink. Yeah. So again, I don't. I things. don't drink because I just don't li- really enjoy drinking. I cannot think. But what the fuck's left? What do we do now? What's left? Oh, just death. That well, tweeting and death. Like I was hoping for, like you know, uh, well, I don't find mar- a hobby. Or marriage something. and kids eventually. Oh, oh great. Yeah. How, yeah. What are your relationships like? Oh shit! I mean, just two weeks. That's the longest. That's not the longest average? hope. But yeah, it's just like I just I'm. I'm not a lot of fun to be around. I don't mean that like I'm a bad person. I'm just really boring, and I mm-hmm. have like my set ways, as you can probably tell from so far into this interview. So I'm a tough, I'm a I'm a tough guy to uh, put up with. I feel like again, not like mean or like disrespectful. Just like I have them set in my ways, and it's very difficult for me to uh, to uh, you know find someone who wants to sit around and watch the TV I want to watch and like not go out. Has that been the issue? I think so too. And also I probably have um issues with like uh you know like I've, I've been very focused on, you know, the sh- I wouldn't say the show cuz it's only been 3 months, but like when you move out here I use the word narcissism again, but just like you're so focused on yourself that it's hard to really focus on anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you found that to be a problem? Um Wait, I'll talk about me in a minute. But wait um, a second, are you you're you're, you're engaged, right? Did I, I hear am. that. Okay, yeah. That. So, so it hasn't been a problem. No, but it always was a problem. It's not like I had a series of wonderful relationships, but finally I just decided to go for this one. Like I, my relationship history is all. Uh, I always made the wrong. Well, choices. that makes me feel better then. And I, well, well, good. And I. Uh, so there's hope. And I was single for four. Like I, I did not want to date anyone for about four years. Do you know that feeling when you get – I don't know if you know this feeling or not, but when you get out of a relationship and then immediately afterwards you see people who are are uh, in couples and you think, oh, thank God I'm out of that relationship. That feeling lasted I, with that much um, sense of relief every time I would remember that I'm single for like two years. That's last, See, that's what worries me. That's lasted my whole life. Oh, you've never wanted to be paired up. No, I mean – not, that's not true. I mean, I, obviously not all the time, but there are definitely like there's times there's at least at the minimum once a week where I just I want to be by myself. But that seems normal. But here's the but but if you're there, there's no once a week when you're married. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm I think I'm getting I'm freaking out about. Um, like if you like what if it's Friday and I don't I want to be alone? What do I do? Get divorced for the night? That's not really how it works. Mm mm. So I just need to find someone. The person – I'm just looking for someone who doesn't exist, which is someone who's going to put up with all my shit. Maybe they'll go in another room for one night a week or something. No, but I think that that person does exist because there's the right person for you. This is my belief. Tweet me at the Ben Show if that's you. <laughs> Out there somewhere who's thinking, what if I just want to be alone on Friday night? What am I going to do? You know what I mean? That's true. That's, I could find someone with yeah. the exact same thing or just like you know, knock on the door like, and she can go, hey, you know, Ben – Kind of by himself tonight, so just I mean, yeah, it doesn't. That sounds already that already sounds weird to me. But yeah, but in my experience, which again, 
limited-ish. Um, but a relationship doesn't mean relating to the other person 24 hours a day. Not at all. Now, he, I mean, my boyfriend – I say boyfriend because fiancé sounds weird. And I uh, – I think fiancé sounds nice. Okay. Use my that. fiancé. Okay. It's just very new. Uh, when did it happen? Uh, February 22nd. Oh, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. What, what's the day? Is that even a month ago? Yeah, it's less than That's a month ago. That's very new. No wonder you're saying mm-hmm. boyfriend. All yeah. Right. Um, and we met the day before, so. Well, that's what makes it even whirlwind. newer. Whirlwind, yeah. yeah. Uh, he works days and I work evenings. So we really are, like when we have this time together, it's already sounding perfect, yeah. Yeah, so that's you got to find someone who's just on a different schedule than you are. I, sometimes I think, what would that be like if we both worked, you know, the normal but I have five, weird. I mean, kind of thing? Who knows with the show, but like. I am on a schedule now where I work nonstop for three months, and then I have, like, a month of doing nothing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like a, you know, I'm like a piece of Viacom property at this point. Like, I can't take a job. Like, I'm, right. you know, um, I say that as a good thing in case anyone is, you know, thinking I'm, like, complaining about it. Um, while they, you know, figure out what's happening with my show. But, like, that would be, like, I was just thinking, too, like, because my parents were very close and got along really well, which is Almost screwed me up more than anything. Yes, that's how mine are. Yeah, which I think of. I think screwed things up. But I'm just, but they had such a normal, you know, dad at work, mom working like part time. So I was thinking now too, like, what if I had kids right now? So for like and, and, and like three months of the year, like so say for like like the last three months, I was just out of their lives, mm-hmm. and then for the next month, I was like there all just like sitting around in my boxers, like. Doing radio interviews on the cell phone, like watching TV, like they would think, what would they think? Like I just lost my job. They wouldn't. Even Maybe know. they'd call you by your first name. I guess that, that would probably be it. But it'd be, I, I guess it's more common around these parts. Yeah. Where are you from? Uh, I am from Orange County, California. Okay, actually. so you know the area, but like where yeah. I'm. You know, but I lived out of town for a while, but now I'm back. Where? No, New York. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess growing up in Kentucky, you're just used to dad going to work, mom working sometimes, picking up the kids. So I'm just, I'm not used. To, I don't know anything about this, this showbiz lifestyle. But Do you like L.A.? And how long ago did you move out here? I've been here like eight years. First of all, I want to hear your answer. Um, I think I do. I miss a lot of. I things. think I do is not the the enthusiasm I was looking for. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison, from before. Don't forget to download part two bright and early on Thursday. I love you. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Thank you for choosing the Allison Rosen Show. Yeah!
This is Corolla Digital.